Hello, I'm Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legacy. It's a big inhale of breath uh, before. <laughs> Hello, Thomas Carruthers. Um, it's like newsreaders do when they announce like someone's big that's died. It's died. Yeah. Well, you've got the two. You've got the two modes, haven't you? And yeah. more news on the stock exchange, and it's got that sort of ting. <laughs> and then you've got celebrated music artist uh, David Bowie has passed away um, at the age of sixty-nine. He was famous uh, for his hits Ziggy Stardust and Starman. In other news, it was and, uh, what was it on the trip? They were saying you can always tell if they're going to announce. <laughs> so there's two one. There's the Thomas Carruthers, um, famed star of writing, has oh you've got Thomas Carruthers, the yeah. writer of <laughs> you know oh, here we go, and then there's like the the fade of the, the smile on the background. Well, it was 2016 when there was the Me Too start mm. and everybody was dying. So you'd it'd be like a toss up. You'd be yeah. like, "Have you heard about David Bowie?" Oh no, he's dead. Oh well, I... <laughs> <laughs> at least he was. And you're caught, and you're like, "Oh, I don't know which I'd <laughs> I don't know whether I want to lose what they could have done or lose everything they have done." You've got, you know, you've got to wait till uh, rather morbid <laughs> uh, stuff. But this is a. Rather I think that's morbid... our best cold open. It's a great cold open. <laughs> But this is a rather morbid film, and it's a rather perverse it is, film. Yeah. And it actually infuses two things we just mentioned, sex and death. Um, it's a movie that Hitchcock has described as a man trying to have sex with the dead girl. And that film is <laughs> there to go. Vertigo. A feeling of dizziness, a swimming in the head. Figuratively, a state in which all things seem to be engulfed in a whirlpool of terror, as created by Alfred Hitchcock in the story that gives new meaning to the word suspense. Nineteen fifty eight, pardon me. Uh, immediately preceding North by Northwest and our next episode, Psycho. I think this is my favourite Hitchcock. Good choice. I think, if we're talking sweeping statements, I think you prefer the, a nice... If we're just looking at Rear Window and Vertigo, I think yeah. that says a lot about our film taste and media taste and maybe outlook on life outside of the uh, microcosm of Hitchcock. I think you could say that you're a more, uh, uh, an adventurous person maybe. Um, you like a lighter material perhaps. Um, yeah. Yeah, you like, if we're talking murder, you find the, the intricacies interesting. I also find the intricacies interesting, but I also like to think about some of the stuff in Vertigo, the dark personal uh, obsession, and um, yeah, now the loss of love and the attempt to try and get it back. I don't want to die. There's someone inside me and she says I must die. Scotty, don't let me go. A beautiful girl haunted by the desperate, unexplainable urge to destroy herself. A man possessed by the paralyzing vertigo that made him afraid of high places. Easy now. I know, I know. 
Well, this is a cinch. Here, I look up, I look down. I look up, I look... Um, yes, no. Vertigo. Yes, no. I've always found that very. I mean, you it, do a lot, a lot. Yeah. It's a. It's. A, it, I think. Is that just me? Other people. It's Little Britain. No, it's not. Yeah, I know it's. <laughs> I know it's Little Britain, but I'm on about like people. Is it just me that does that? Yes, no. I've I've heard people do it before, but no one as much as you. <laughs> it's it's a form of Tourette's. Well, no, because you're like, yes, well, no. What I'm trying to say is, I just it just rolls off the tongue. Um, it, it's jarring. It's very jarring. <laughs> of a yes, no counter. Except that's not going to happen. So for anybody who wants that, it's not going to happen. Who's so far on the podcast, they'll be like, yes, I've got another. It's at this point we say, that's been redundant. You've wasted your life. Well... Yeah, this is true. Uh, says the two men doing a podcast to nobody. <laughs> um, and Vertigo. YouTube comments. Playing two amazing roles. You might as well not watch the movie after reading that trivia. Very angry that uh, the trailer has revealed the twist. Yes. If only Alfred Hitchcock didn't die and was still making films. You could say that about, about a, lot a lot of people, people yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Vertigo, a movie masterpiece, did not receive any Oscar noms for the brilliant performances of Kim Novak and James Stewart, nor direction for Hitchcock, nor the picture. Again, very true, and we will dissect that on Oscar travesty, because that is fundamentally travesty. Mm. Dirty Random 310, I'm scared of heights. I have a big fear of them. Why is he watching this trailer? Come on, sort it out. Don't like snakes, don't type in snakes. I, re I recommend... <laughs> I recommend the Vertigo walking tour in San Francisco. Really enjoyed it. Good to see some... Learn some other history to the city too. They sort of gave up halfway through that sentence. <laughs> I was just watching episode 11, season one of iZombie. Do you watch iZombie, Will? No. Neither do I. And they mention they're going to watch this for their date. Man, I really need to watch these classics. I'm missing out. Is Vertigo a good date movie? No. 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 At I've all. been weird when I took. Um, I was in America, and I and I took a, a a lovely girl to a date to see Rebel Without a Cause, and halfway just through, like. Uh... Just like Lala La 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 Land, yes, just like yeah. that, and, and it was it was great. And uh, but halfway through, she said, "Um, because obviously, I, th I think I don't know not to patronise, but I don't think she'd seen many fifties films." And she said, "This reminds me a lot of Vertigo." And obviously, remember that of and Vertigo are <laughs> not alike in any way, other than the fact that uh, in the fifties, and yeah. Um, yeah, no, and then yeah. Well, that's the end of that story. <laughs> Thank you. This is true. Uh, however, I think I, I, if, if somebody, if Vertigo was on, and then somebody was like, oh, I've never seen Vertigo, they're like, oh, do you want to go to the BFI? That's I mean, my I, dream day. That's my dream day. And then you walk down the South Bank together. I'd, I'd say 
that it's not a good date movie, but then I'm no one to listen to because I, I've been on dates to see the Minion movie. Go on, I've, what are I've, your date I've, movies? Let's do this. What have I been to see on dates? Um, or what would I go to see on a date? No, what were what have been your date movies? Uh, Min the Minion movie. Ooh. That was a that was that was a that was a great movie. Sorry, Steve Cooper. Sandra, <laughs> yeah. Sandra Bullock. Um, uh, Incredibles two. I mean, that was that was, that was a great. Yeah, movie. you've you've done you looked out there. <laughs> I've done my research. <laughs> yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, it really annoys me because every time I'm like, oh, I'll keep the ticket. And then when I buy the Blu-ray, I'll put the tickets in the Blu-ray. Because you've got to, it's the weird thing of like, obviously, but, yeah, still single. Women, you know, women will watch this, they'll think I'm a psychopath. But like, you've got to presume or at least hope that down the line there's a marriage or whatever. Well, not, not every time. What I'm trying to say is, if this is the girl that you do end up marrying, how incredible is it that you've still got those tickets in the Blu-ray? I well, mean, the difference the end... is, Tom, you, you keep tickets from all your past lovers, keep them in a chain box. No, I've, no this is my point, <laughs> is that I've not been to a movie which I would buy on Blu-ray, so I've never kept the yeah, tickets. Because yeah. I'm not buying Pissing Moana. Wonder Woman... Oh, I watched that the other day. Oh, what do you think? Yeah. It's it's all right. I mean, I I hate the man. I, I really don't. Not Dwayne the Rock Johnson. He's great. Oh. Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, is what I was here. Have I out. told you about my play Clara? No. Previous guests Ava and Sophia always rip into me because I wrote it. I don't know. Probably Hamilton. I I, I was never in. I knew of In the Heights, but I didn't know of the Lin Manuel Miranda. Well, no, I think if you pressed me on a quiz question, I'd get it. Anyway, and so there's a character in it, and she's, she's a 50-year-old uh, sort of dream casting would be Imelda Staunton, and she runs a little B&B in London in the 60s, and she's called Lynn Melanda, because um, somebody came in the club one time, and I thought, that's a great name. And it is. Lynn Melanda's just a good name. And then obviously Lin Manuel Miranda, and it just Lin Melanda, Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> Lin Melanda, Tim like uh, not Tony Curtis, Ian Curtis. <laughs> um, rest in peace. Do, do you want to wear that one for a fun um, meet the grandparents story? Oh, let's do it. Ex girlfriend met the grandparents. It was all going well. Um, yeah. You know, obviously uh, we'd been together for a while, and so I'd already been given a good rap apparently but i notice <laughs> that they've got one of those old um drying things you know that you hang your washing on and you uh oh yeah yeah and i said oh that's what ian curtis hung himself on uh, <laughs> you know from joy division the man who killed himself um and then the the grandma didn't know but um the granddad went oh yes i think i did and then, uh, yeah, well, it worked out well. It wasn't the grandparents. It wasn't the grandparents that left me. Uh, right, and <laughs> what else? Yeah, no. This is the thing. If if Wonder Woman was, I don't know, La La Land, um, then I may have kept the tickets because, uh, what do you call it? I, I knew I would buy La La Land, which is the problem. 
if if mm. it's vertigo or something that's this is the thing i think i'm a i think for dates i should be a revival man screening because then it takes away the normality because people are like oh cinema's shit for a first date but if it's like a revival screening and it's really important mm. or something have you heard about what well, I, I was reading an article about what might happen to cinemas now because of mm. trolls. Trolls will tour the the yeah. the, the, <laughs> the, the destroyer the, of the cinema. The destroyer of the cinema. Trolls world tour. Yeah. By this time, of course, uh, we <laughs> everything. The cinemas may just be completely cancelled. <laughs> this is coming out on the 9th of August, so it probably not. We're probably no. still in the doldrums. We may have had a bit of news. But um, anyway, yeah, no, uh, so recording this, we're in, um, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, no, Trolls World Tour. So, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, no, they were, they were saying because they, they decided, well, let's just release it straight to yeah. um, consumers at home. And it, what it's got... Uh, it, what, it earned enough of its money back, yeah. It, it earned a substantial yeah. amount of money. And they're now saying, Same oh, with Woody. what's the point? Hey. Wonderful, wonderful Woody, rainy day in New York, which was previously cancelled, uh, and Amazon dropped it um, absolutely shambolically. It was a breach of contract, and I believe that Woody won the lawsuit. But anyway, um, it's now being released, and it's the number one film in the world. I mean, oh, obvi obvi obviously, <laughs> there aren't any other films yeah. in the world. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, it's okay. Not as bad. But... If the man writes, directs, well, not anymore. The man writes, directs, and for a lot of them, starred in a film a year since 1975, I think it was. It's an incredible... Anyway, uh, they can't all be good. Uh, <laughs> yes. I d so what were you going to say um, about them? I've seen this in America, that obviously there's no new movies, so they're trialling cinemas with, like, uh, Psycho and Jaws, aren't they? Oh, are they? That sounds quite good. That, that sounds, sounds great. Very good. This is exactly what <laughs> yeah. I've always wanted. I, do, <laughs> I have a Cineworld Unlimited card. I obviously love movies. I love going to the cinema. This, not to be insensitive, but it is, it is you know, a, a very crippling feeling, like not being able to just go to the cinema whenever I want. And uh, I know, obviously, there are people in the world with far worse problems than, you know, the people in close proximity of me that have far worse problems. But I think there's not a single person in this planet who loves films who isn't lamenting that great feeling of the lights coming down and, you know, yeah. that, that seeing, a, seeing a film on the big screen. Which leads me to um, the point of, I think it was specifically Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. And I was like, why am I watching this? This film's two and a half hours. I wish I was watching Boogie Nights on a big screen. <laughs> and um, when I went to Philadelphia, actually, they had, uh, I went to a few, again, uh, Rubber Without a Cause, I was so tremendously lucky to watch uh, one of my favorite films of all time, Magnolia, my 11th uh, favorite film, on a big screen for its 20th anniversary, it was 1999. Um, and that was a, a chance I never thought I'd get. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, more, put some bloody movies out. Well, Christopher's hoping to, good old Chrissy Nolan is hoping to mm, be the man. 
to open the cinemas again. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a big movie, you know, people will go see it. Yeah. People yeah. will definitely go see it if there's nothing else to go see. <laughs> um, I think the way to do it is maybe just have that in cinemas for the next four months. And then, you know, trial and then trial cinemas reopening and stuff. Try different tactics. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll sort itself out. Vertigo, there were the YouTube comments. Best 10-minute stretch, Will? Oh, um, there's quite a few good 10-minute stretches in this. Um, I'm going to throw the opening in there, I think. The whole um, jumping across the rooftops, dangling from the drain pipe. That's a great got 10, 10 minutes. minutes. So you've got the credits as well. Yeah. Oh, great credit. Yeah, no, I think I might choose that as my best 10 And then you've stretch. even got a bit of, oh, this brace is calling me. It's twiddling <laughs> his cane. Midge. Yeah, no, that's it for me. It's, um, I, I can't. My mind, my mind is tainted now by um, Tom Cruise breaking his leg. Oh, Mission Impossible. Oui. That's that's an awful. Yeah, and and it's in the film. You can see him know, breaking his leg. Right. It's, it's, but yeah, when he he jumped across the roof, so oh, mm. that's Tom Cruise. No, I think that's my my favourite straight. It's it's a good sort of. It, it sets out what the whole film's going to be. But you've got that beautifully to go shot in there. I think. You do for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a fantastic opening to a brilliant film, uh, and it's an odd jolting um, setting of pace actually, because the pace of the rest of the film is a lot more languid than that mm. opening chase would lead you to believe. So it's a bit of a bit of a mix-up. Uh, well, we will get to that though. In uh, what's my change? It's always bugged me. Uh, two things of the, about this film have always bugged me. Um, and we will, three things actually have always bugged me. Uh, and we will get to them all. Because these really do bug me. And I don't know why. Uh, I think I do know why. But anyway. Yeah, no, my ten are, uh, I've got two. And it sort of talks about the structure of this incredible film. The middle and the end. The two ascents of the uh, tower. The San mm. Batista Tower. Yeah. The first one where, you know, he, he's, you know, crippled with his vertigo and he looks down and can't, can't do it. And then he sees the body falling, uh, which I think still looks great. My again, for some reason, my dad has a sixth sense. Every time he walks in on me watching a Hitchcock film, it's <laughs> a dummy falling. And he did the same thing with vertigo. He was like, oh, come on. <laughs> um, I was like, no, that, that's, that's, that's great. Um, and then the the end, that whole painful. I think that's I think that's what I enjoy about this film. And I, and and again, it's, it speaks about what I like in films. I like to be depressed, apparently. The tragedy of Scotty's life and the pain of the even what? bigger tragedy of uh, Judy. What having to lose it twice? That's yeah. Oh my god. I can't. It's it's incomparable the pain that is put on these two poor people uh, by this, you know, goody go getter. Yeah, oh, have a quick affair, get out, get from out from underneath this evil bitch of a wife or whatever he thinks, and then 
laying waste and we single in on the two people affected most. Excellent. Um, Tom's Whittler's specific favorite part of the film. I've got a lot of these. I, actually, I'll, I'll, I'll jump to one of my notes. Um, it's not a note on the film. It's just, I think, a bit of context. This was one of my, I did film studies at A-level. This was one of my film studies films. Um, what was it? Yeah. That you the, chose or that you had to study? No, no, that we had to study. Uh, oh. the, 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 the thing was, the final paper was split into three questions, three essays. You had one about business, so you would say, uh, blah, blah, blah. How has, um, I don't know, 3D affected um, movies? And then you'd have two articles, and then you'd have to bring in your own, um, well, if we look at Avatar, but also if we look at uh, the Smurfs, you know, <laughs> the 3D didn't really affect the things. However, you're also obviously doubling the ticket price, which is ingenious. Um, then there was the second one, which was the new wave um, question where we had to look at four different films and then uh, compare them. Uh, and that was, I've never liked new wave films. I, uh, ne breathless. You, you made one. You made one. <laughs> I did. <laughs> As a piss take, yes. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link uh, in the, in the uh, Jesus Christ, what's it called? Description. Um, to a short film I made. Yes, I'm not a big fan of the New Wave uh, work. Uh, Viva Seville may be the one I like the most, but even then, I really don't like it. Um, Cleo from Five to Seven, my God, really quite dull. And then we had to look at the Hong Kong New Wave in comparison to the French New Wave, and that was similarly dreadful. Uh, I didn't like Chunking Express at all. Anyway, um, yeah, so I made with my wonderful friend Will and um, previous guest Lucy and Harriet. Uh, maybe we'll get her out of the future. I wonder what films she likes. Uh, all people from our A-level drama and, and Alice, of course, are people from our A-level drama. And we made a, a, a piss take, kind of, of a man sort of trapped in a French New Wave film. Uh, with the brilliant thriller ending, the <laughs> what an ending! Uh, what an ending! Well, watch it; it's in the thumbnail. There's the link. Um, yes. So, and then the third question of the essay was just about Vertigo. I believe that there was five um, different films that he could have picked, um, and he went with Vertigo. Toby Hewitt, my teacher. Uh, he went with Vertigo because it was that thing of the other films, one of them was Fight Club. And so everybody does Fight Club. Um, and so he was like, okay, we'll do Vertigo because I'm sure there's a correlation in your courses as well. But there was the thing of uh, the if three out of your 10 essays are Vertigo, it's a bit refreshing. And you're like, yeah. oh, oh, this is Vertigo. Um, I think that that was like was with Glass Menagerie. I want to say because I, I had a feeling oh, yes. everyone did Jerusalem. I, I have a feeling Jerusalem's very popular. No Jerusalem. No, 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 no. So, Jerusalem. They were two different things. We had a oh, modern play. We had a an yeah. past play, didn't we? No, but you are right. There was other options within Glass yeah. Menagerie and Jerusalem that were far more popular. Did I? 
can't remember for the life of me. But uh, no, you you are right. But you're also wrong. <laughs> um, yes. So my film series question on my final essay was. Um, I can't remember the other choices. There was another choice that everybody went for. And I thought, I'm going to be ballsy. And I went for, to what extent um, does the star, the casting of James Stewart um, reflect elements of the film? Um, oh, and I film City to, sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> it was good. And I <laughs> talked to Toby after and I said what I picked and he was like, oh, and then I said, well, no, I did this and I did this and I did this and I brought this in and I brought all of this in. And, and he was like, oh, no, that's, yeah, okay, that's good. Because my whole thing, and we've talked about this, is the perversion of the normal man. This is the man who yeah. 20 years ago, that's a lie, about 10, this wonderful life was at when the first film he made when he came back from the war. I don't think we've mentioned this yet, that James Stewart was, a war hero. Yes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> among an in, yeah. among other things, he was He's a, got a war great hero. CV. <laughs> yeah. He was um, um, Air Force, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, pilot, yeah. And apparently, one of the best pilots ever. Like he's some of his rec some of his like flight um, speeds and stuff are in are ranked high <laughs> higher than most in American army history. Um, yeah, no, he's a complete war hero. Um, and It's Wonderful Life was the first film he made when he came back from the war, and he was very, very nervous making it because he thought, maybe I've you know, lost my talent. Uh, and as we discussed before, he surely has not. Um, and he still hasn't lost it in Vertigo. And, you know, this is a man, this is George Bailey, and we're watching George Bailey become obsessed with a woman get really perverted with a woman, stalk, manipulate her into dressing up like this dead woman he once knew. Yeah. I think the role appealed to me because it was the resistance of Judy, who was, in a sense, me, trying to become the Hollywood person, trying to be Madeline, needing to be loved, and willing to be made over. She becomes blonde and then she wears it down and she says, no, it's not quite right. And then she puts it up. Finally, at the end, is, is this it? Is it, you know, will you, if, if I become her, will you love me? Do you know, you know? And I, I remember when I played it, it, it was, I mean, I felt absolutely stripped naked, do you know? I felt so vulnerable. He knew exactly what he wanted. The facade was everything to him. If, if the hair was off in any way, he was calling the hairdresser over constantly, fix that. In the back, the bun is twisted wrong. And he would notice that. He was uh, obsessed with it, I would say. Obsessed with the look. It was as if he was Jimmy Stewart being making sure that she was dressed exactly the way Madeline was. Then coax her into revealing things about threatening her violently, verbally, and then leading, well, we'll get to Tom's big question about the ending, but yeah, no, leading to a very climactic 
and horrible death. And that's that's brilliant. Um, and also then I also talked about how they were perverting the um, relationship between Kim Novak and James Stewart because they were in a little cute film called uh, Bell, oh, Hook and Candle. Candle and Hook or something. Anyway, they were witches. Sounds like a 70s police sitcom. <laughs> Candle and Hook. <laughs> <laughs> the fight never burns out. Um, yeah, no. Uh, so, back to this. And I did get an A. Moral of the story. They, yeah. I love the close-up on Midge uh, when the engagement is mentioned. She says, Father Belgeddes says enough of their eyes to answer any question. Um, I love the horror of when Midge does the painting with her face in it. Oh, my God. Talk about, you know, <laughs> never mind these two tragic lives. What about poor Midge? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, the suicide. Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. The, um, the, middle, the middle point. Yeah. Uh, the kiss on the cliff. Beautiful. Um, the cruel court. I don't know what it is, but I find the court scene in this movie one of the funniest scenes of all time. <laughs> the brutality of that court judge was just like, and he didn't realise that he had led to another death. And we cannot hold this against Mr. Ferguson, although he should have known better. And he goes on for far too <laughs> James long. James Mason. Yeah, <laughs> James <laughs> Mason should have been the court judge. <laughs> should have. Oh, that wasn't very spotting. Using a real woman. Overhead, um, overhead at the mission, when James flees at uh, the mission again, we loved it in North by Northwest. Even better here. I love the dress-up montage. <laughs> when he's dolling her up, and he's like, no, 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 no. It's a different shade of grey. He knows exactly what he wants, and she knows yeah. exactly what he wants because she's <laughs> already worn that bloody thing. <laughs> oh, so horrible. And then uh, Ernie's, uh, when uh, she first, when we first see Madeline. Um, just for ease, we won't call her um, Judy throughout. We will refer to her as Madeline and then Judy. Just that first scene Madeline at Ernie's restaurant um, in that very, very large green outfit. Uh, again, the wonderful Edith head, which we talked about on Rear Window. And then Madeline coming out of the bathroom. Well, Judy as Madeline coming out of the bathroom that final time. Oh, heartbreaking, terrifying, brilliant. Will, your more general favourite parts of the film? Hey, I've got any time the, the vertigo or was the dolly zoom, I think it's yes. called. Any time so, that's... Do you know oh, we'll, it, we'll get to it now. Do you know how it's achieved? I've, I've tried to do research on it. I still can't get my head around it. I've just, I know there's a lot of maths involved. The camera zooms in yeah. whilst it's getting pulled back. All right, okay. That's That's... Again, there's a lot more to it. Well, no, there isn't really. There is simultaneously a lot <laughs> more to it, but yeah. it's also just that. It is just <laughs> one in, one out. Um, but it's obviously the same thing, and it creates that nauseating uh, feeling. Oh, it's it's great. It's, it's very. Is that the first time it was ever used in like? Is that why it's called the Vertigo Effect? That's why it's called the Vertigo Effect. Um, he wanted to use it in Rebecca, um, but he didn't have the technology. Mm. Uh, and then Hitchcock. I say so. Yeah. Very famous, uh, 
trying to do different technological things. But that's this is true. And then obviously used uh, brilliantly in Jaws. Uh, incredibly yes, in Goodfellas. Yeah. I really like it in Goodfellas because it's not a big mm. senior pick. And it's just that scene with uh, Ray and Ray and Robert, uh, Harry and um, Jimmy, and uh, they're just talking, and they're both like, "Oh, you could kill me at any minute." And they're just sat in a diner. But that nauseating effect, mm. I, I, I adore it. Oh, it's great. Um, sorry, yes, yeah, back to you. We've got the um, the initial um, where she jumps into the river, and you've got that. Well. The, the the car panning and you've got the Golden Gate Bridge and it's Inc they're just that inc oh. that it, incredible shot of the Golden Gate. Yeah, Bridge. I mean that's one of the most beautiful, gorgeous images ever put to a film. Which Golden Gate Bridge do you prefer, this or the birds? Hmm. This, I think this. Wait, where? I, sorry, it's been a while since I've seen the birds. Where, where? Well, it might it have been an interview. I remember Hitchcock. It was on. He wanted. Uh, he wanted yeah. it to end. With Is it Dick Cravat? Uh, I was watching an interview, and he Dick was saying Cravat, he wanted. Yeah. Oh, that's it. That's yeah. how he wanted to end. Yeah, I was thinking this. Yeah, no, the original ending for the birds was, um, they obviously leave their little town, um, mm. which is how the film ends with all the birds staring at them. But then they were going to reach San Francisco again, and. Golden Gate Bridge would be covered in birds, but obviously that was too taxing money-wise. Um, I think obviously if that went through, then that would be that would be my favourite. <laughs> Which Hitchcock <laughs> Golden Gate Bridge do you prefer? That hypothetical one. <laughs> this, I'd have to go with this. This, this did. Happen. Yeah. Oh, it, it's great. Uh, I love the uh, in the, in the art gallery when he's looking at the, at the hair, and then he looks at the hair in the painting. Yeah. That's that's great. Um, oh, who is that? Can I have this? Can I have it? <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a strange man. He's a very strange man. I, the, I feel um, sorry scene, for him. I feel sorry. I, you feel sorry for all perverted men in movies. No, I don't. I don't feel <laughs> sorry do. for one hour photo. I, I wouldn't go as far as calling it empathy, but I'm sure there's... Hmm. Well, no, you've got two categories, haven't you? You've got I, I wouldn't put him in a villain category. I don't think he's villainous, the things about no. I think he goes to re I think he gets really close, but I don't think he's a full blown villain. He's I do an feel anti -hero. a lot of them. Oh, I, yeah, I guess. But you wouldn't ever call him heroic. He, he saved a woman from drowning. Yeah, and then he took her clothes off. <laughs> yeah, he did. Actually, I, I, this is the thing I remember in Phil's series class. I used to be like the devil's advocate for Scotty <laughs> because like everyone was like, oh, he took her clothes off. And I was like, no, actually, perverse, perver <laughs> perversions aside, those clothes were soaking wet. She could have got hypothermia. She did need to be stripped. <laughs> she did. The there's, no that that that. there's no getting oh, around yeah. it. Yes, but there's better way. There's leaving her on the bed and then... Like, well, that, that whole, well, and actually, to be honest, that's a great scene where she, mm. she goes in his dress and she's very obviously flirting with him, wearing mm. his dressing gown. That's it. And he's like, oh. It's but not then like also Hannibal you... putting her into that little platinum no. at the end of Hannibal. Yeah, but, but I've never have, has anyone said Hannibal is a good man? 
A lot of, I have. You, have, have. You, have. <laughs> you definitely have. He only eats um, the rude. They deserve it. It's like sore. <laughs> um, but not. I like um, on on the sort of the balcony. Not the balcony. I I don't know. I'm not very good with house terminology. But like the stairs. You're an architect. Up. You have. Uh, <laughs> you are in the middle of a course <laughs> where you just built a model house. It's right there. It's great. I'll get my model out. Um, <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, no. Um, oh, what's it called? The, not the decking. The the porch. The the porch. We'll Which call it. Which scene the porch. are we talking about? Give me some context. Where she comes back and visits his house with. The, oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. No, I was gonna. I was gonna mail this, but I thought I'd come in. I had to know a, where you lived. Midge has a little weird. Yeah, me. and then he's like, <laughs> he's like, um, and then oh, that he does become a bit creepy in that scene, though. He's like, oh, oh, come, come, come. It, that's. I'm not saying he's not a creep. I'm not saying he's not a pervert. <laughs> I'm saying I feel sorry for him in a way, and um, and I don't think uh, I don't think he's a villain. Okay, you take a long sip of that drink. Anything else? Favourite parts? That's, I like those parts very much. Those good parts. Let's go. Do, 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 do. Let's go to the biggest night in movie, not movie history, in, in, in uh, movies. It's time for the... Oh, shitting hell, work. It's time for the Oscars. Pretty shambolic year, I have to say. <laughs> this was a very bad year. Um, Gigi won. Uh, I mean, it's a fine little musical. Cats on a Hot Tin Roof. Maybe it's because I adore the play and the film is an absolute bastardization um, of that incredible yeah. script. Um, so I don't like the film. Anti-Mame, I, I haven't seen. The Defiant Ones, I am very excited to see. This is a bad lineup. Yeah, there's nothing here. Uh, let's, let's Google other, we'll return to this. Let's do other movies. Uh, released in 1958. Because, yeah, because I'm, um, I'm sure we could make a completely new. Yeah, so 1958. No, it'd be 1957, wouldn't it? Yeah, the year, year before. Yeah, it'd work. It'd be good if this went slow. 1970, 19... Oh, Jesus Christ. 19... Jesus. 1957 movies. Right, I'm sure because I mean Vertigo is definitely getting in there. I think we're going to give it a nomination. We'd give it a nomination for everything, um, but you know, I, 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 maybe it was just a bad year. You know, maybe it was just a shit year. Um, but even if it was a shit year, definitely get Vertigo in there. My God. Right. Oh, what? Oh no, this is no. I've got it wrong. I've. I, <laughs> I was going to say, that's a cracking year. I've t I looked at this Oscars the other day. I, we're looking at 1958 <laughs> movies. <laughs> yeah, that, there are, they are some of the greatest movies. Right, okay, yeah, no, we, 
Yeah. Oh. Touch of the, evil. The blob. <laughs> Touch of evil. Get that in there. My God. Excellent stuff. Um, obviously, Vertigo. Indiscreet. Oh, Cary Grant and Ingrid Bergman. That sounds fun. I think that Dracula is the one that I used in GCC Music to in film composition when I had to uh, compose uh, a score to go alongside. Bell, Book and Candle. Oh my God, it was released the same year. <laughs> he was a busy man. Um, and Kim Novak, it's the which one? Oh, the original Fly. Yes, the original Fly. Well, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. South Pacific is wonderful. Give that a nomination. Um, oh. Uh, okay, less less good as we keep going on. Yeah, but oh wait a minute, the long hot summer. Get that in, Paul Newman. Oh my word, excellent stuff, <laughs> brilliant. I believe but you, that's you love Paul Newman though. I, I do love I do <laughs> love Paul Newman. Um, damn Yankees! I don't know about that. Uh, okay, so. So there's definitely good films in there to be, made, yeah. to, be to fill out this list. Let's have a look what we did end up with. Uh, uh, this needs to be Vertigo, Hitchcock, keep Paul Newman. Give Paul Newman two nominations in Best Actor for The Long Hot Summer and Can't Hot Tin Roof. The best part about Can't Hot Tin Roof is Liz Taylor and Paul Newman. They do wonderful performances. Yeah. Problem is, is the script, and I'm sure it yeah. annoyed them too. Um, Best story, uh, screenplay written directly for the screen. Get Vertigo. Oh, no, I tell a lie. Vertigo was based on my book, wasn't it? Um, get Vertigo in there. I, mm. My word, this is, you know, this is just shambolic. Best score. What? Is it not there? Nothing. Oh, fantastic score for Vertigo. It's, it did get a nomination for sound. It does have good sound. I mean, it's, it did get oh. a nomination for Best Art Direction, but it didn't win. These are, the, these are the good old days of, of when there was a, an Oscar category for musicals. That's, I wish they'd brought that back. What do you mean an Oscar category for musicals? A musical picture. Oh, Best Scoring in the Musical. Oh, yeah. very true. Very Rather true. than just um, what, throwing out like a... Well, have I missed great, Best yeah. Scoring of a Dramatic... Oh, no, it's still not there. No. Still not there. Your problem is, of course, that which is why, obviously, as we talked about on musical mishmash, um, you have to. It's not an original song, is it? Yeah. Because um, by that tandem, then you know the best uh, song of the year that Ghost came out <laughs> should have gone to Unchained Melody. Yeah. Um, so I do understand it slightly. I don't understand how Vertigo didn't get a nomination for Best Cinematography. I mean, that's absolutely shambolic. It's one of the best looking films of all time. Will's favourite building or set? I mean, it, it's got to be the church. It's, the church. It's, a, oh, it's, I just have a thing for old religious Women. buildings. Oh. I thought you were talking about the nun. <laughs> At the end, when she's ringing the bell. God have mercy. <laughs> uh, which leads us to um, opening line Hall of Fame, which again, we've completely forgot to do. <laughs> Take my hand. Good line. Um, sorry, back to but the He building. doesn't, and then he dies. He doesn't, and then he dies. Yep. Uh, back to your building. Oh, e excellent, Bill. It's, um, 
I, I even the staircase when it's just a, like a rickety old. It's decaying. It's and better, that makes the better decaying staircase. This or Batman? Ooh, this it, this is this yeah, is it, it is technically this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> if you. Um, however, that staircase scene whilst Jack as the Joker is dancing with Kim Basinger to. Oh, I love, I love, that. I love those Batman movies. <laughs> um, do you ever, do you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? Never rub another man's rhubarb. Try to get is nuts. He, Let's get nuts. <laughs> I've never, is he your favourite Joker, or are you? You um, acknowledge that Ledger did. Ledger is the best Joker. Yeah, I think he may be my favourite. However, I, I think it is closer than I'm willing to admit. I think any time I watch, I do think, and it's a cheat, you know, it's a cheat answer. It is the film that I watched last. Because every time I watch Dark Knight, I'm like, oh, come on. There's no question about it. But then any time I watch Batman yeah. 89, I'm like, yeah, but this is so much fun. This is so enjoyable to watch. This I mean, is... if we can go back, I, well, I just love Tim Burton. As a oh, as yeah. an artist, as a yeah. the set is I I loved the whole style. I mean, as well eighty nine. That's when they were still building big production pieces. You've got the whole of Gotham. It's yeah. the wonderful it's stunning. Bo Welch is his uh, set designer and was his set designer for a lot of films. I can't remember if he was for Batman, but he married uh, Catherine O'Hara. Oh, and he. Ended up directing a film. Do you know what film he directed? I do not know. The Cat in the Hat. <laughs> oh, oh, wonderful. This is three, which also has two, <laughs> one, go! I've been waiting to show that. Are <laughs> you getting the com compilation up? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. They, they've already seen it. Actually, they're going to see it again. Three, two, <laughs> one, go! Who are you? Who? Me? Why, I'm the cat in the Wonderful. My dreams have come true. Oh. I've been... You, you do realise that ever since <laughs> I, I... I handed that to you. I gave you that. Yeah. You do realise ever for like for the past five, six episodes, since uh, finding that kind of hat video on my laptop again, <laughs> that I've been looking for a way to work kind of hat into an episode. <laughs> and it's just fallen in my lap like a beautiful uh, cat. Except I don't like cats. Will, what's the um, only cat no. I like? Um, it'll be a Catherine, won't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, is it on a hot tin roof? 
Is that the answer? No. I mean, I like that one. It was it was Michelle Fair for Catwoman. We were going oh. full circle. I love Cat. That's a that's that's my favorite. My favorite Kiosk. It's mm, very good. Uh, best soundtrack titles, if applicable. It is applicable. Hey. Right here. Um, do, 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 do. Prelude and Rooftop. Scotty Tales Madeline. Carlotta's Portrait. The Bay. By the Fireside. The Streets. The Forest. The Beach. The Dream. Farewell and the Tower. The Nightmare and Dawn. That's a good, that sounds like a book. I, this is what, like this the, the line of the witch in the wardrobe. The line of the witch in the wardrobe. This um, this is why I introduced this category mainly because I think a lot of these would be good book titles: The Past <laughs> and the Girl, The Letter, Good Night and the Park, Scene de Amour. <laughs> Sounds more like a perfume. The Necklace, The Return, and Finale. That's that. Um, Best single minute. I'll start this one since you took the first one. Uh, the credits, which we've talked about. The chase, which we've talked about. The kiss at the cliff. And the nightmare, which we haven't talked about yet. Uh, well, we can because my favourite minute is the nightmare. Oh, wonderful. Say, hey. <laughs> this is marvellous stuff. Uh, yes, no, the nightmare is excellent. Uh, created again by uh, Sol Bass, who made those incredible opening credits. Um, frightening, frightening stuff. Yeah, innovative, incredibly innovative. Um, you know, you don't get, and I think it, you can still see it today in its in it in dream sequences. You can see it all the time. This is what a nightmare is on film now because of Hitchcock and Saul Bass. Yeah, we love the flashing lights and yeah. Just that music as well. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, let's talk about this now. I think this is Bernard Herrmann's best score. Sure if not what one of the best scores ever put to a film. I mean, you've got Citizen Kane, oh, you've got Psycho, you've got North by Northwest. Taxi Driver. Taxi Driver has an excellent score. That was his last score. Mm. Finish. Psycho's, Psycho's pretty good. Psycho's good. Psycho's very good. He finished um, doing final. Uh, he finished overseeing uh, the recording of Taxi Driver. Went home and died. Oh, okay. Wonderful, wonderful man. Um, best single minute for you, Will. Oh, we, you, you just, you just. Got, I, have you I, got anything other than the nightmare? Well, uh, just what well, other than the nightmare? You've got the initial chase up the stairs. That's good. Yeah. Um, pretty. Yeah. Well, the end one's good as well, and that's more of a payoff. But I wouldn't call that a minute because you need the ten minutes of him realizing what what's going on. Uh, and a big screen at the Capitol Theater in New York, and my friends, and we're fifteen years old. Um, and even though the film was not received well at the time, we we responded to the film very strongly. Didn't know why. Couldn't really tell why. Couldn't tell what was happening. But we really went with the picture and remembered it, and it took years for us to see it again. But there's a sequence in that film where he's just following, Jimmy Stewart's following um, uh, Kim Novak in her car. And it's just shot after shot of him driving. It's how he's composed in the center of the frame, how she's composed. It's the, it's the uh, serenity of the camera positions. 
uh, I, I'm not saying that, I'm not saying that just to be a contraire, you know, to some of the murder scenes in Psycho and that sort of thing. Yeah, I like, I like watching those and uh, the actual uh, shower scene in Psycho I use as a template for some of the, uh, uh, for one of the big moments in Raging Bull for, for a fight scene as a template. But um, I'm finding that over the years, um, the scenes that stay with me are the, the seemingly quieter scenes, the scenes where things, where it appears that not much is happening with the Hitchcock film. Uh, and it's all happening there in him, the obsession of following her everywhere she goes. Just that think... slow drive. The, yeah. When she's so, ha she's like, oh, I wish I wasn't dressed as another woman, but I'm over it. I'm so happy. Oh, we're going to go to dinner? And then he's just like, oh, I've got something I need to do first. <sighs> Horrifying. Best line. Only one is a wanderer. Two together are always going somewhere. You shouldn't keep souvenirs of a killing. You shouldn't have been that sentimental. Um, and then what did he do? Did he train you? Did he rehearse you? Did he tell you exactly what to do, what to say? You were a very apt pupil too, weren't you? You were a very apt pupil. Oh, why did he pick on me? Why me? Have you, as a lover of Ian McKellen, have you seen the Nazi movie, Apt Pupil? Uh, no, but I've seen the Nazi Richard. Oh yes, uh, Richard he, the Third, <laughs> where he, he delivers the um, winter's discontent uh, while having a piss. It's great. Yes, uh, shame I don't like Shakespeare. Uh, <laughs> the winter, though. This now is the winter. <laughs> if I let you change me, will that do it? If I do what you tell me, will you love me? Yes, yes. All right, all right. Then I'll do it. I can't care. About, I don't care anymore about me. Horrifying stuff. This is paint. These are two people who just want human I love. I think, oh, the most horrifying line for me is the, again, when they're at the um, insert name of house part here. Um, <laughs> where he's like, the um, porch. <laughs> the porch. Where he's reading the letter, he's like, oh, I hope we will too. It's like, what? Meet again sometime. We have. I was like, oh no, she doesn't want to see me anymore, which is why I need to invite her in for coffee and be very perverted. One final thing I have to do, and then I'll be free of the past. Mm. Mm. <laughs> God have mercy. We'll get to that in uh, <laughs> Close the Line Hall of Fame. Bong. Bong. Scotty, do you believe that someone out of the past, someone dead, can enter and take position of a living being? Do you? Will? Um, well, having just watched The Unquiet Dead, written by Matt uh, Gatiss. Oh, uh, what did you think? Uh, well, well, the Doctor Who episode. Oh, I thought you were thinking that. Oh, I thought it was that Simon Callow thing he did over Christmas. Are you doing the Charles, the Charles Dickens one? Yeah. Simon I, well, Callow I'm, as well. Yeah. What? Who placed it? Whoa, this is... Get, get, a, get a new idea, Come Mark. on, Mark. <laughs> Come on, Simon. Couldn't no, you I like just started me? Doctor Who from the beginning. Oh. Well, not from the beginning. From where it needs to start. <laughs> Don't you like me? Just the way I am. When we first started out, it was so good. We, we, we had fun. And then you started in on the clothes. Well, I'll wear the damn clothes. If you want me to. If you'll just, just like me. The colour of your hair. Oh no, Judy, please, it can't matter to you. 
uh, can't have it too. There is something I must do. There is something I must do. There is nothing you must do. There is nothing you must do. It's like a pantomime. <laughs> uh, and I'm into, oh, I'm into fun facts. So what uh, is left for yourself? I've got, well, another line. There's no way for them to understand. You and I know who killed Madeline. That's it. Digging it in. Gavin. <laughs> Bastard. Oh, poor Scotty. Gavin Elster. Uh, I love the word. I love the use of the word doohickey. That's great. <laughs> What's this doohickey? Turn into a bra. I want to be at the point of being of comfortability in a relationship again. Um, also, where uh, and also, I want the woman to like vertigo enough where I can be fiddling with her bra and go, oh, "What's this doohickey?" <laughs> Um, and for her not to go, what the fuck is something about? Um, to go, oh, I love Vertigo too. Um, <laughs> right, here's the thing, Will. Weird okay. tangent. How many times have you had like great jokes uh, during, let's say, heated moments, and you've been like, I re- this is a great joke, and you know, we're, we're comfortable in a relationship, it's lovely. Um, you know, it wouldn't be, it's not a one night stand or whatever, it'd be weird um, for me to start throwing a joke in. But you never do, because it obviously would ruin the moment. Or is this just me? I think there's a, there's a time and a place for jokes. Yeah. Um, but I think if I've executed a few Tell me about it. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no, Tom. Oh this is... no. It's filthy. It's turning R rated. <laughs> YouTube, is this for kids? No, it's not for kids. <laughs> uh, what's the change? I oh no. Well, a change for the YouTube. Go on. I, I hopefully they don't demonetize us for opposing their uh, <laughs> views. I don't when when you're watching a movie, because a lot of uh, not movie clips. A lot of videos are now for kids, like just yeah. like Britain's Got Talent or clips, or whatever. So when you slide down and you're searching up what to come next, it pauses. So you have you can't it can't play in the background, and that very much irritates me. Best, <laughs> what's the change? What's the change? Um, right, I've got three very specific ones, and I think it's because I had to watch it so many times for film studies. Order of the opening. Doesn't make any sense. It should be chase, credits, oh, the credit, the jarring cut between him falling to his death and then cutting to James Stewart with his cane. Oh, I've got a week until I get this brace off. It needs to be chase, credits, uh, first scene at Midges. It's it's always annoyed me. Um, The disappearance when she's at the McKittrick Hotel. Come on, sort it out. You're just not bothering with plot anymore. I'm all, it's far-fetched enough. And then, again, it ends too quick. I need a few more shots, Hitch. What, of a dead body lying on the roof? I need some... It's the fall. It's the... Oh, quick, and then, God have mercy. Ding dong. And then he stands there. The final shot's incredible. But... Come on. Come on, Hitch. Come on, Hitch. Any any changes yourself? Um, 
You may disagree. I think there is some bad kissing. Oh, yeah. yeah. We well, talked about he's, it. He's last doing week. now his famous kiss every part of the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just goes, he's going to eat her. Uh, which, which I do, I do, I do love. Um, I, I just... Also, my major change uh, when when she's trying to drown herself under the Golden Gate Bridge, and he he, he rescues her. Doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's it. But when he's dragging her along, he gets to like the the wall, the stairs bit, and you, he realizes, oh, hold on now, what do I do? I can't, I've, I've, I'm stuck, I've got to turn around. And so she, lying there, as a passed out sort of corpse, goes and manoeuvres herself around to help him carry her out. It's, it, watch it again. It's, it's, I don't like it. She needs to stay unconscious. <laughs> stay unconscious. Well, like I said, 20, whatever it is. Um, yeah, no, they're my changes. What's left from Will's notes? That's it. That's um, I'll, I'll just I'll just a great movie, great movie. Uh, a few notes here. Um, my screenplay, the rise Which and one? fall, the rise and fall of a televangelist, has multiple references to Vertigo. The two lead women are called Madeline and Judy. Guess that's not subtle. <laughs> And it has a nightmare sequence, and it is specified in the script in the style of Vertigo. It, I mean, the, the plan doesn't make sense. I mean, it, it, it completely makes sense in a way that, you know, everything does work out, but also Gavin is taking some huge risks uh, that Scotty's Vertigo will pay off. <laughs> but, you know, there are far easier ways to get rid of somebody um and here are a few now um there's a few posters uh where they've it's a trick of the photography and it's both is with both of the women and i i very much like, I like that, that. and then the and in if i saw that as part of the advertising i'd be like oh they are two different women kim kim novak's just playing them both um but the twist is played obviously uh Straight away, uh, he plays his hand rather quickly. Um, I was listening to the audio commentary with the wonderful director William Friedkin, uh, who directed Exorcist, which will be an upcoming episode over Halloween. Um, he thinks that the McKittrick Hotel is the exact same house as the Bates Motel set, and I was looking at the floor plan, and it does seem remarkably similar. <laughs> yes, very I've odd. Had enough of floor plans. I can imagine. Um, Tom's book corner. It is based on a book. and didn't read it. Um, alternate ending corner. We do have an alternate ending this week. Uh, filmed hey. by Force uh, by for foreign release. Um, it is afterwards. Uh, Scotty comes to see Midge. She pours him a stiff drink. He's quiet. He's miserable. Uh, Midge has previously been listening to the radio uh, where they have said that Gavin Elster has been captured. Um, it's just not needed at all. It's just not needed. I think, again, it works better in the tragedy thing that Gavin, we, to some extent, you could believe that Gavin get, gets away with it all. Yeah. I think, yeah. Good stuff. 
A few fun facts, Will. It's time for a few fun facts. A few fun facts, a few fun facts. The opening title sequence designed by Sol Bass makes this the first movie to use computer graphics. Yes, with all the animations and stuff. Ooh, indeed. Kim Novak told interviewers that she did not want a bra, a doohickey. When appearing as Judy, uh, Novak claimed that it was uh, this element of the Judy costuming that helped her feel more comfortable as Judy than as Madeline, a character whose costumes were more severe and stiff. Alfred Hitchcock was embittered by the critical and commercial failure of this movie in 1958. He blamed this on James Stewart for looking too old to attract audiences anymore. Hitchcock never worked with Stewart again, previously oh. one of his most celebrated. That's sad. That's very sad. But it's then not again, fair either. That I film, think it, this film doesn't work. It with works. A sexy young it, man. No, it he has to be to a be. dirty old man. Yeah. It's just, I think it's in the text. I mean, I mean, of course, it would be embittered because it was a failure. Um, but anyway, uh, in a later interview, Sir Alfred Hitchcock said he believed Kim Novak was missed Cass and the wrong actress for the part. Did you know who it was supposed to be? But she got pregnant. Did he want Grace Kelly? No, he wanted no. Vera Miles. Oh, I'm sure he considered Grace Kelly as he did yeah. for all of his roles, but um, Vera Miles uh, was actually locked in and they did all the costume tests, fell pregnant. When Kim Novak questioned Alfred Hitchcock about her motivation in a particular scene, Hitchcock is said to have answered, let's not probe too deeply into these matters, Kim. That's only a movie. Sir Alfred Hitchcock said, thus described this movie to Francois Truffaut, put it plainly, the man wants to go to bed with a woman who is dead. When Sir Alfred Hitchcock's wife, Alma Reville, saw this movie, played wonderfully by Imelda Staunton in the uh, TV movie, The Girl, uh, she said that she liked it, except for one shot where Kim Novak walks toward the San Francisco Bay, uh, which she felt made Novak look too large on the screen. For years afterward, when discussing this movie, Hitchcock would insist that Alma hated it. <laughs> uh, so, there you go. Alfred Hitchcock originally wanted Vera Miles, but she came pregnant. Audrey Hepburn expressed an interest in playing the dual roles of Judy and Madeline. Can you see that? No. I can see her as Madeline. Can't see her as dirty, rough and tough Judy. You know, it's believable that Judy, to be crude, is a sort of girl that Gavin's, you know, had a bit of fun with, has lied to, um, seems naive enough maybe to believe those lies that, uh, he's going to take her off into the sunset. Um, yeah. Sir Alfred Hitchcock had contemplating editing uh, Judy's flashback sequence, which reveals that she and Madeline are one and the same, uh, edited out. Hitchcock was worried that audiences would lose interest in the movie if audiences knew the twist too early. Two screenings for critics were subsequently held in New York City, one with the flashback, the other without. With the flashback, critics called it Hitchcock's best movie. Without it, Critics called it one of Hitchcock's worst movies, um, which doesn't actually make sense for why, when it did come out, it was a bit of a critical bomb. 
So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where the facts blame IMDb, I guess. Tom's big question. Here are a few. Is this the best movie set in San Francisco? Here are your options. 48 Hours, The Rock, Dirty Harry, Mrs. Doubtfire, Bullet, The Conversation, Blue Jasmine, or Zodiac? I'm, I'm a huge fan of Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. I, I'm going to have starring to say... My, starring my good friend, Sally Field. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's got to be Doubtfire for me. Got to be. Unless you want that shot from uh, the internship uh, where Vince Vaughn and Noah Wilson are just sat with a, a group of uh, university kids looking over the sunset of, of the Golden Gate. That's great. That's a great movie. Yeah, I guess. Uh, why'd M call off? What? Mm, okay. Why'd M call off? So it's Madeline. Why'd Madeline call off? Oh, I don't even know. The sound and sight and sound rather famously a few years back made this the best film of all time. It topped Citizen Kane. Is Vertigo the best film of all time? Mm. No. No, I don't think it is either. No. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, again, you, we're looking at delineation between favourite and best. I think I love Citizen Kane very much so. It's no nowhere near my top 25 favourite films. Is it the best film ever made? Yeah, probably. I'd say Casablanca maybe is better, but I know I'm in the minority on that front. I don't know if Vertigo is the best film ever made. I wouldn't say so. Tom's big question. When Madeline dies, at the, when Judy dies at the end of the film, is she falling or is she committing suicide? Because she's been caught in a trap and she can't live with this lie any longer. I, I like the idea that it's falling purely because the first time around it is suicide and so that makes it even more of a travesty almost like a prediction but twisted but he, he knows it's going to happen but this time he could have stopped it that's the that's the heartbreaking thing uh and do you prefer the first half or the second half so from courtroom onwards we're saying is the second half which yeah. half of this film do you prefer? Mm, you can't do that to me. I just did. <laughs> so get an answer, um, big boy. But who, big boy? I don't know what that, where that came from. I, I uh, second half, second half. Yes, yeah, so I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, second half, first half. You could say because it is a. Think, if you're not in the mood, the first yeah. half could be seen as boring. For yeah, me, I, say, I personally get. Swept the pacing's in. just quicker. Yeah. I get swept in straight away anytime I watch this. Oh, movie. yeah. Beauty of it. It's great. Synopsis of a sequel. What does life look like for Scotty Ferguson after the death of Judy? Back in the hospital? Or does he just jump off after? Oh, no, he doesn't jump off. 
he, he'll move on to another young girl and he'll be, become a whole... No, but he didn't. We know he didn't. Because we've seen what happens to him after he loses somebody in yeah. his life. He just looks for them. What about Midge? Maybe. What happens to Midge? Oh, it's just swept, swept away. So yeah, I think he goes back to psychiatric hospital. Midge cares for him until the day he dies. Except this time, he doesn't break out of it. Yeah, that's a nice twist. Well, not twist. That, that's a nice. And in a way, now we get into Midge's obsession because, in a way, she gets the to fulfil the role that she always wanted uh, to be his wife until the end. Closing line, Hall of Fame, we've done it already. God have mercy. Uh, any final thoughts, Will, on Vertigo? I like it a lot. I like it. I like it. La la. Uh, yeah, no, it's pretty, pretty excellent film, it has to be said. And I just said it. Nice. There we are. Uh, yeah, no, I... I Again, I love this film. It's probably my favourite Hitchcock. It's, you know what it is? It's one of those rare films where despite watching it an abundance of times in film series, I still watch it and enjoy it. Trainspotting took me a bit longer, I think, to get over that hump. Trainspotting was one of the ones from the first year that I studied. And uh, yeah, for a while I was like, Trainspotting, yeah. not, not, it doesn't annoy me. It's still an excellent film and I'd love it. It's Still it's weird now. how it does that. Like, Glass of Asherie, I love because yeah. I did it at A-level. I love it. And Jerusalem's getting revived with uh, Jez Butterworth with, again. And yeah, I'm he's... very excited. I'm going to go see it. Um, uh, uh, Mark's coming back as well, isn't he? Yeah, that's he's... what I meant to say. Uh, uh, yeah. Not because... Why would he? He wrote it. He, he wrote it. Like... <laughs> uh, yeah, no. With um, yeah. Matt Rowlands again. Um, I mean... Going to war, George. We're going to war, George. Oh, that was a bad film. Um, next week we conclude our fortnight of Hitchcock with Psycho. What a film! What a film! I've been Thomas Crothers. I've been Will Legator. God have mercy.